This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Chris Fairbanks here with some quick comedy show announcements. I'm doing Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas, December 29th through 31st. That's New Year's Eve and Eve and Eve Eve, followed by The Secret Group in Houston, Texas, January 7th. After that, in March, I'm in Green Bay, Milwaukee, and Chicago. And you can go to chrisfairbanks.com for tickets. And thank you, and you're welcome. (laughs) Are you leaving way back home either way we want to be there doesn't matter how much baggage you claim give us a time and date terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouthhorn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgara. Um, Karen, I hate to start this with a, with a question, but do I seem different? Um, you do seem different. Yeah? You seem thinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you been doing Weight Watchers? I've had a, a appetite problems and um, I've been going to the bathroom a lot, but that's not what I wanted <laughs> to bring up. That's why I have that. I got, I'm, uh, got a tattoo. What? Yeah. Of what? Of, a, of my mom's signature on my chest. <gasps> oh. It's right here. Over your heart? Yeah. That's lovely. It's her handwriting. That says Sandy Duncan. Whoops, I forgot. <laughs> my mom was a famous glass-eyed actress. <laughs> Didn't Sandy Duncan have a glass yeah, eye? I think so. She was like in a spin-off show called I think Valerie Bertinelli quit a show and or and they pretended she died. Close. And then it was called Valerie's Family. Yes, it was it was um Valor it was not Valerie Bertinelli, it was Valerie the other actress that played Rhoda. Okay. Um, Who's Valerie Burton? Her name, her real name, Stephen. So... If you have a moment, <laughs> please help Grandma. It's oh, Valerie Rhoda. Am I allowed to turn? Oh no. Oh no! It, there's a specific sign. No, right on red, Karen. But you gotta, you know, have your eyes shift over everything available to look at. I have to make Just sure to that find that bright red thing in front of us. Yeah, because if you in in this city, if you're at a red light and you're not taking that right on red mm-hmm. and moving things along, people will shoot you. Mm-hmm. So I had to do my due diligence there. But I've noticed in my new hip area that I'm trying to get used to, uh, I feel like I'm the oldest person there. Uh, people honk when you don't turn left because someone is walking in the street. Yes. They'll still honk at you. They still will, for sure. Because they think they aren't honking at the person. But the person usually will look at, at you. me like I'm the one honking. Yes. It's the person behind me honking. I know I'm the first car. I know. Uh, but it's because of them that I'm hitting you right now. It's true. And I drive over. <laughs> you, then you need an, you have to get revenge on them for even questioning you mm-hmm. and your 
uh, I don't what you're like bringing that, to the table. I don't like that honk, but even more, I don't like look the look on your face. Yeah, right that's, over. That, yep. Don't you give me that look. Mm -hmm. I'll strike you with my vehicle. Yeah, a look is way worse than sticks or stones. It's true. Oh, can I bring some um, like uh, current events news to the podcast? Yeah, this yeah. In this portion? Should we do the theme song for it? Please. Beep, 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 beep. Current, current events news. Current events news. Um, <laughs> sorry, you were you were doing all of it. I jumped in with more. I. It was just. It could have worked just as easily. It was a 50-50 chance. <laughs> it was like somebody at the news station pressed play on two tape recorders at the same time. Oh God! Why do we keep that Betamax machine? Because <laughs> uh, I'm retro. Well, fuck it. We'll go live. <laughs> so. Uh, my Favorite Murder was on tour last weekend. We were in Nashville, Tennessee. We were in Louisville, Kentucky, and we were in St. Louis, Missouri. Those are all southern towns I want to go to. And they're great. We, it was so fun. No Met offense. great people. That part of the country. Uh, oh, I get it. It was a joke. Yeah. I thought you were just being sincere. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Those are fun towns. I've heard fun things about those three places. It was sincerity with a slam. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to comedy, Karen. So anyhow, um, in the meet and greet line, and this is happening more and more, lots of people saying, I love Do You Need a Ride? Say hi to Chris Fairbanks. I love Chris Fairbanks. One lady said, say hi to Chris Fairbanks. I'm a little bit worried about him. <laughs> oh, no. made what? me laugh so hard. In what hard. way? I think because you're so genuine about your fears and worries and concerns. Sure, sure. She, he is, she's just like, is he okay? And I'm like, that's so funny. Yeah. What they don't know is I'm just walking around, whistling, yes. smiling. No, you. I think you kind of live the life of Riley, really. It is the. What, what does that mean? I'm going to not glaze over that and pretend. Okay, thank Riley you. Riley Newton. Riley Newton, a great comic. <laughs> From Portland. Fun, a fun friend. Um, no, the life of Riley is like, you just have it all. Everything goes your way. Okay. And I think because on this podcast, you go, oh, here's my concerns, my worries. Yeah. The people are afraid that you walk around like that. Right, But I think right. you leave it in the Lexus, really. I really do. I do leave it in the Lexus. <laughs> and which, is, which is also my new R&B song, Leave It in the Lexus. It really should be. <laughs> I, I could help you write that tonight. Let's do it. I, uh, yeah, and then... I, when I watch my stand-up, it's not indicative of who I am, uh, some of it. I'm like, why? It seems like I'm a toilet and genital obsessed person. <laughs> so many dick jokes funny. in my special. I know. It's, it's funny. And what is the formula that Blaine Kavach had? It's like smart thing, smart thing, dick joke. I don't know. There was a formula, a Venn diagram of jokes. That's funny. But then my dick jokes ended up winning every time. Of course. Because it's hard to come up with smart things. It's And also sometimes it's boring to come up with smart things. So it's like fun. I We're laid, supposed to be having fun. Exactly. And it's fun to it's do it. Fun and I and laid funny. down a recorded dick-heavy concert. Good. Wow. More power to you and your dick, Chris. But I and it's not even about mine. It's about the world. <laughs> and of your dicks. parents did. Everyone's not even there. It's made up parents. <laughs> That's not fact based. But they were never nude in front of me. Well, but all of that was to say that lots of people are getting turned on to Dinar. Yeah. And it's so fun because uh, this was my first podcast. This was our podcast, uh, like our venture into podcasting to Th begin with. That only happened because I actually, I think it was Jimmy Pardo, and I know also Greg Barrett, uh, told me I should do one with you. Oh, really? Yes. Jimmy Pardo said that to you? Yeah, a long time ago, and I'm like, oh, it's too late in the game for me and that was eight years ago <laughs> I thought everyone already had one back then yes but of course um, and then I ended up meeting you through your ex-husband and uh, and, and ended up at your house and I was like hey podcast and you were like sure Yep. And then we did it th two, three years later. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. was honored because you seemed, I had already stopped doing stand-up, and you at the time seemed to be the king, like Mr. New Fresh Pants and I was kind of peaking. And uh, the fact that you kind of came to me, you came to me on this, my daughter's wedding day, and we're like, oh, we should do something together. I was like, yeah, I still got it. Like, I'm still alive. Oh, really? That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. It's different. It than, was nice. No, I, I was just glad you said yes. 
<laughs> We've been through so much together. Oh, we're hugging right now. <laughs> <laughs> but because of all that, mm -hmm. Lauren... Uh, brought us a $25 gift certificate so that yes. we could get Starbucks, as did another person who, since I'm not looking directly at the gift card. I, I, and, and you, I'm gonna, I have to, I have to look this up. Can you hand oh, me that? Cause I can, course. I can look of it course. up too. Oh, terrific. Simultaneously. Thank you. Great. Let's look up our Starbucks gift card. Thank you. These I beat you. Awesome. God, how are you so quick? Jay, the second one was from J-A-Y-J from Minneapolis. Who gave my, us one? Sorry. There's a couple new nice guys from Milwaukee that came to my show. In uh, I went to Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, because for comedy. That's how much I care about turtles. <laughs> uh, there were none there, but it, yeah, it was a casino. Yeah, to be honest, it was a money grab, Karen. No, I'm just kidding. It was fun, but it was uh, a lot of casino folks, and then a handful of. Um, do you need a ride folks came and it made me feel really good that they were there and I'm um, so bad at Saying thank you. No, no, I'm <laughs> at multitasking. I'm trying to look up because I just want to do the same thing and thank these guys Oh, yeah, you should. Um, yeah, I think that's nice yeah. Harley David at Harley David DES. Oh DES and then that's not DDS. No, no. Sometimes. Look at this caricature he made. Look at that drawing. Is that you? Yeah. Uh, your ears are not that big, but that's a really, I, well, it's really a, cute. It's yeah, with a caricature, you gotta go ears, you gotta go nose, you gotta go mouth, and I have all these perfect features, and it's like, well, <laughs> we gotta pick one. That's true, you're incredibly beautiful, Chris. Next time you see, for podcasting, <laughs> next time you see me, do notice my nostrils, did you know I can put a quarter in my nostrils? Not a dime. That's how, look at Whoa, whoa, whoa. You ever notice that? Never noticed that. I, yeah, my my nostrils are giant. So but, if anyone ever wants to just draw two wind socks coming out in <laughs> front of my face. But they're, but your nose tilts down so that that feature is actually hidden unless you do what you just did, which is turn your nose up right. like you're about to pluck your nose hairs. Yeah, at, yeah. But it's, at me. And I noticed uh, my dad had big nostrils. My mom, my, my dad, I think they're still big. And my mom had them. <laughs> and they're just long. But if you flare them out, boy, these things I have got. And you'd think I uh, wouldn't have a problem breathing through my nose. You'd think I wouldn't snore with these bigger holes. But I don't think it's those holes, right? No. It's more of like what's happening up near the bridge and stuff. Yeah, they gotta take it to the bridge. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I give, I'm gonna see a doctor next week um, and the list of reasons that I gave him, he probably thinks I'm a hypochondriac. But, uh, I do. I'm not though. <laughs> no, you really have a lot of things I have wrong a lot, with you. Yeah, yeah. They and I don't. I want to find out if they're all connected. They're all things I can live with, though. Except the food stopping in my neck and not going down. That. Here's our guy. Oh wow! I don't know if Wait, I'm allowed to oh, stop this here. Place. I love this place. Yeah, Casita del Campo. Isn't I love it the it best? Here. Uh -oh. oh shit! Sorry. Oh hello. Hi. Is this illegal, what I'm doing right now? It's like fucking gumball rally. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> and sorry, Sam, because we were just around the corner up there, but I couldn't turn left on... It's bananas. Yeah. It's I... especially this time of day. Thank you for getting me. Of I course. See. I'm Chris. Hi, Chris Fairbanks, it's so nice to meet Good you. Good to meet you, too. Person. And do you know Steven? Do you know how we met? Do you remember? Is it through Tom Lanks? Yes, it was Tom Lanks' thing. And guess who is the editor of my podcast? Dax. Oh, oh, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, my oh. buddy Dex Schaefer. Isn't that crazy? I meant to tell you about that, Karen. Not that it really matters. What a <laughs> podcast incestuous city. We are. It's so much. Of, I, when I, I actually took him to dinner, to like, to lunch, to thank him for how <laughs> great he is. He's like really improved the pod. I do this podcast about like 70s TV horror movies, which you're all welcome to do. Wait, wait. Is that new? Yeah, it's new. I started it last this winter. You should be on it and talk about the teeth knife. Voodoo doll. I want to. I bet you already did it. We did it. Geo did Tri it. But like, we'll do it again because I did it with one of the kids. Because what else would you be doing? Trilogy of Terrors, like the king of it, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So I got to save a few of the giant, you know, the big, like the you know big ball busters of this of the of that genre. Yes. You know, I got to spread them out. It's called Sam Pancake Presents the Monday Afternoon Movie, and Dax is he's like a kid like you. I mean, I'm, he's younger. No, I know how old he is. He's pretty young. I'm guessing he's your age. Anyway, he's such a sweetheart and he makes it better. And he's like watching all these old movies and, you know, like, um, 
like Crowhaven Farm and oh, you know wow. the all those crazy you know um, Satan School for Girls. <laughs> what? I haven't heard of any of these. Satan School for awesome. Girls. No. Kate Jackson, Cheryl Stop, a more later lad. <laughs> Charlie's oh. Angels. Are you too young for that? Chris? Kate Jackson from Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Yeah, I just yeah. told you exactly how old I am. <laughs> you did. <laughs> much younger than me. But yeah, all of those and like Haunts of the Very Rich, which is about when Cloris Leachman and uh, Anne Frank and Robert Reed as a priest find themselves on a mysterious island which later was Fantasy Island at the Arboretum and you don't know if they're actually in hell or not Oh, Donna Mills is also involved obviously yeah she always had to have her toe in something back that's then. Donna Mills I'm just amazed you knew what I was talking about by saying tooth sharp tooth knife voodoo the thing the Zuni fetish yes. doll yeah. yes because yes. we just talked about again the cousins that uh, I watched that with the night that oh, we okay. watched at the night it aired in 1977 or whenever it was. Five. You were young. Um, was it 75? 75. I was five years old when I watched Holy that shit, fucking that's thing. too much. Because it was, I was five, my sister was seven, my cousin Stevie was 13. I was a brand new baby. You were a little baby Tiny that baby. I was babysitting. Um, and my cousins Lisa and Cheryl were like probably 14 and 16. So they were supposed to be babysitting us. So of course they, they were like, let's turn the TV on and I'll watch this together. And it was chaos we will when we all went to bed the late we all went into separate rooms turned out all the lights the the cat jumped on stevie's bed he starts screaming then we start screaming because we're like if stevie's screaming and he's scared something very bad is happening oh my god but it's just all all of us so fucking scared and we had to spend the night by ourselves in the house after watching fucking Trilogy of Terror. It yeah, was, shit. It, it was, it was traumatizing. I've seen a lot of horror movies. I like horror, horror movies. I like how now they're scientifically designed to make you shake Oh your yeah, there's like, like a time signature to it. Right, yes. right. They're like, really okay, is. swelling music, then we zoom in, we do a whip pan zoom. Yeah. I just saw like the Curse of La Llorona last week. Every it checks every box in a very basic way. Yeah. The Curse of what again? No. <laughs> La Llorona. Ah, yeah, oh, La Irish. Llorona. The yes. weeping one. <laughs> My Irish Spanish. <laughs> My Irish. Do you have you watched this? And sorry because this now I'm in this weird. Uh, I've had a lot of coffee, but now I'm in this weird oh, right. panic of those made-for-TV horror movies that, that only existed, it seems like, in the late 70s, early 80s. That's exactly what my podcast is. It's only that... Susan. Susan. <laughs> my dear friend, Susan. <laughs> We've Susan known each other for literally, for literally 20 years. <laughs> at least 20. At least 20. Susan, you are Susan. right when you say... <laughs> we were rehearsing Facts of Life, speaking of which, and there's this whole thing about Susan Burkham, and that was in my brain. Sorry, oh, yes. Susan. Karen, Karen Kilgore. It's Burkham. okay. Um, That's all the thing is, because it was like the... Do you remember also the one that scared the fuck out of me when I was little? You were about to say the one I was about to say I'm go don't be afraid of the dark they're no. coming to get you Sally when the little demons live in the chimney and they come out in the bathroom and attack her with the razor in the shower <laughs> no it's some fucking bullshit also it was written during the writer's strike in the late in the mid 70s and so the script is very clearly not finished and they <laughs> shot it anyway wow it's so it's just delicious. like what do you think she would say in the bathroom right now <laughs> exactly just say that and Kim I Darby was fresh out of ideas believe oh, me the who? actor Kim Darby anybody no but what were you thinking of give me a hint uh, mine was called um, The House I believe. Oh. And it was a modernly built... Oh, and yes, I saw it recently. It's and, like early 80s. Yes, and that one was the one where it's yes. people living in a house and it's, the house is trying to kill yeah, them. Yeah, it's Parker Stevenson. Yes, and, and it's so good. he's a rock good. star. He gets into the shower. Yes. It's him or the wife, I can't remember. Uh -huh. And they're taking a shower. It takes forever. Hey, isn't there a movie called House with William Catt, the greatest American hero? Yeah, that's that, later. That's a feature a film. It, it's just called House. Okay. And George Wendt is involved. George Wendt is involved <laughs> with that. Is yeah. that a horror movie? Yes. Yes. And it used to scare me. It's also got some comedy. Really? Yeah, it is. It's a little yeah wacky. I liked it. I'm going to watch it again. There's Thank also you. an amazing Japanese horror film called House with with these. It's like one of those witchy Japanese schoolgirl things. Oh yeah, sure. Do you know that one? Wait, yes, where the cats. It's um, and there's like. It's like they, she goes into it and like no one's there. Yes. And then every floor there's different fucked up shit. Yes. yes Crazy psychedelic bananas. Freak out stuff. <laughs> yeah. But my, this Parker Stevenson vehicle, mm -hmm. um, was it called Bad it's, House? It's. I think it's just called The House. The House. Okay. The House. I think. So we. It's The House, House, and House is what we do. And then yeah. of course we haven't even gotten House. Hugh, uh, or, Hugh Laurie. Yes. <laughs> You're a loose cannon, House. Oh, he was right. <laughs> and he's we on pills. Yeah. We should give everyone cocaine. 
There is okay. a scene where Parker Stevenson or the wife, I can't remember, gets into the shower, yeah. taking a shower, shampooing their hair for what seems like an eternity, mm-hmm. and then the water turns to blood. Yes. And they get trapped in the shower with blood water coming on. And probably on. I think it's boiling hot, too, to boil them to death. And then does that person die in the shower? I don't remember specifically. I watched that. I'll do it eventually. I watched it for research about a year ago. I just remember it opens with like, it's a real, I'm sorry, ugly modern house. It's yes. somewhere in central to Northern California. No offense, Petaluma. Yeah. But like it, <laughs> the, a couple breaks in and they're making love on the lawn. <laughs> and then the, the, um, the sprinklers attack them with some kind of poison gas. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Because there's cameras everywhere and there's old boxy, old school, like eighties video cameras. Like, yes. yeah. Like it's, the house is looking. It's really, and you never, when you're watching those things, you you never think of all the plumbing work or underground digging you'd have to do to install <laughs> blood and or poison yes. to a pipe system. Even a ghost would have to be like, you'd have to get blueprints. Yep. You'd have to know the lay of the, it would be so difficult to set that Yeah, up. because the ghost- Just stab me. Yeah. The yeah. ghost that is haunting there didn't live there before because it's a brand new house. Right. It's a brand new house. It's like a, it's evil in car, in heart house net, incarnate. It's like an actual, <laughs> I'm remembering now because he's this soup, Parker Stevenson is a major rock star, obviously, in the whatever early. Oh, the, literally. Yeah, no, 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 no. In the movie, I mean. Okay. But no, he's, yeah, he's a rock star. He's in a the rock movie. star. Yes. He has to get away from it all and recover. Maybe he's drinking it on drugs. And so this, I could be thinking, I could be getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure like this woman who's a fan becomes his assistant. Yeah. And so he immediately starts fucking her like in, <laughs> in the house and that's who he's in the shower with. And you the know? house is mad. You never, you never mad. do that. Why the house is mad. The ha- the ha- it, I mean, I don't remember them explaining it. I just remember what, whoever left us alone that night, that was another time where I was like by myself trying to process a house attacking you. That's, as as like a seven year old or whatever it was. Can you? Who were? Where were the parents? I know they were working. They were. Uh, my parents were always on a cruise. Oh, that's right. I, I didn't. <laughs> I, mine you could just hear in the background. I grew up in a Peanuts cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> where did you grow up, Chris? Again? Uh, Montana. Oh, and it wow. really was kind of. I mean, there wasn't a lot to do but go to each other's houses. Yeah. One kid be was in basements. Dirty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's and and no one's. I remember. There not being a lot of parents around when I was a kid, just going to the houses where there were no parents and you hang Ooh. out in those basements. Yeah, you intentionally went to where there was and, no parents. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, but they ended up okay. The sure. reason I started the, the podcast was because I have this obsession with all the all those movies, 70s, t- TV, horror, supernatural, almost always with the female lead because I'd much rather watch women on screen mm-hmm. anytime. And, I would only get to watch them like halfway through and then I have to go to bed. And my mother would always say, I was like, tell me what happens, mama. And the next morning I'd be, what happened to them? She's like, oh, I don't know. I fell asleep. <laughs> they all died, Sam. I don't know. Something dumb happened. And I would be, uh, I didn't know how lots of them ended and like you couldn't get them until they all got on YouTube like in 08, 09. Yes. And then at the end of my worst drinking days, <laughs> I remember laying in my bed drunk for a week's week and or weeks, just watching all of them to the finish and being like, that that's what happened to Cloris Leachman and Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> That's what happened to, you know, Kate Jackson or Karen Black or whoever. Yes. All these childhood mysteries. Lang. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's funny? That trilogy of terror thing, I remember that kind of busting out on Facebook one time. Uh-huh. Where everybody that saw it and was incredibly damaged from it started talking about it where everyone's like I didn't realize other people saw this too right because it's so old that it was it felt like a hallucination I mean like and it wasn't available anywhere until recently yes yeah. wow but also can I tell you it is a trilogy and what everyone forgets is the first two are so weird and bad I had this one friend who's no longer with us but he was the only person I knew who remembered a line from the first of the trilogy <laughs> which is when she's this mousy teacher professor and you can't tell whether it's high school or college all the students look 40. Yes. (laughs) It's maybe college, but there are crucifixes everywhere. So it's a Catholic college. And this guy with these tight freaking polyester slacks is like, (laughs) I'm going to nail that teacher. And he basically drugs her and rapes her repeatedly. This is all in the movie. You saw it five years old, Karen. Wow. And then the switcheroo.
true is you think that he's like he's gonna blackmail her. He takes pictures of her with her legs spread out. It is really upsetting for 70s Good TV. Lord. Yeah. And she's you know super hot looking Karen Black, only with horn rim glasses. So she's a fan. Because <laughs> she's ugly. Yeah. Yeah, it makes her <laughs> ugly. And not in control of her own desires. <laughs> and so then she, he there it's she's going, we ha- I have to stop this. He's like, you're mine forever. And then he starts to choke on the drink that she made him. And he's like, what's going on? And she says, and this is the line me and my friends say all the time about everything. I'm bored. And when I'm bored, the game is over. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then she uh-huh. kills him. And you realize she's been going around to the end. That part of the trilogy ends with another young boy knocking on her door who turns out to be Gregory Harrison. Oh, uh-huh. she yeah. hypnotizes them into becoming tight-painted rapists? Rapist? <laughs> yes. And so this whole thing, it, it has to hinge on so many specific things going right for her that these guys would just do all this shit to her but she's not supernatural anyway it's bananas <laughs> gotta and be in the classroom gotta find the tight exactly. pants you gotta sure guarantee that he's gonna take her to a motel and get her give her drugs which I guess she hides and pretends to be passed out oh. and takes all these contact sheet photos of her wow and the second one is her is like it's the it's like there's two sisters they both look just like Karen Black one's a mousy spinster again <laughs> and the other one's got this platinum blonde like Halloween headquarters, shake and go wig that would fool not even your great grandma Gertie, and she's a whore. And then, and then the 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 you know the the spinster one's gonna kill her because she's trying to get the father's inheritance. And then at the end, this, the horror platinum blonde Halloween wig's dead, and the coroner pulls off the wig, and it's the spinster one. It was the same person all along. Uh, what? Wow. Well, that's just, it goes to show that people can just take off and put on wigs all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was, it was very the common. The versatility of, of those blonde wigs. And these Anyone days. could be a hooer. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you're a hooer. But these days. <laughs> it just says that on the back. Teach <laughs> you hooer. At Halloween Town. Hey, pretend to be a hooer. Hooler um, wing tail. These, these days, though, if someone has a wig on, everyone knows immediately. Right. That's the funny part. Exactly. Is that, like, no one's getting away with it these days. Yeah. When We're you also think hip. Of, like, there's also the, the wig culture in terms of, like, RuPaul's Drag Race with the elaborate lace front yes. situations. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, taking them off and... In timing wise and throwing them right. at people. And having a wig under a wig under a oh, wig and shaking it best. out and then doing a shablam. <laughs> drop. So many multi wig moves. So, wait, can we go back? Because I feel like we just picked you up from rehearsal mm-hmm. for Facts of Life Live. Yes. Which is your new show, but you are um, Sophia from the legendary. Golden Girls Live, which has been going on. How long have you guys been doing that? We show? did that. The first time we did that, I'm pretty sure it was August of 14, just for a weekend. And yep. then it did really well. So now we do it like twice a year, like just for two weekends. Yep. I've heard about it for so long that I thought it was older than that. That's crazy. Well, there, there are different people. That people have been doing it in New York or San Francisco, but this production here in L.A., Imposters? <laughs> yeah. Well, they think they. That's a word, the funny thing about these. Like when you're doing one of these things, the the people in San Francisco, Hackling and these other ones are like, it was our idea. I'm like, you no, know, it was the Golden Girls' idea. Yeah. It was right, Susan right. Harris's idea. Yes. The the woman who created it, and like so. And also just the the idea that a group of gay men yes. would want to then reenact old Golden Girls is like, sorry, that's kind of. Standard fare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel it comes with the territory. It's probably been happening since the Golden Girls were on the air. <laughs> yes. And then there was the real life Brady Bunch with all the you know, the Soloways and all the annoyance theater people who yep. really kicked it off in the early 90s. Which but is like, how I first met you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Annoyance theater. Yeah. Is that the Joe Bill? Is that a name? I, I used to that's, be in the that's I two get my first tone. names. Yeah, I know. That's, some people have those. Joe Bill. Joe Bill. Uh, Jack Ryan. Tom Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was a guy, annoyance theater guy, when I went to an improv, the big stinking improv festival in Austin, Texas. Mm. There was a guy named Joe Bill. Oh, oh wow. he's a real person. I was person. just trying to drop a name, man. No, that's Sharna cool. Halpern. <laughs> Sharna, yeah, that was I.O. It's a book right? I pretended to read. To fit in. That traffic is crazy over there. What is up. And you see how Karen isn't faced by it? 
There's not been times where I'm driving and trying to also at the same time <laughs> think of sentences <laughs> or just words other than, oh my God, we're going to die. <laughs> and uh, she's so much better at it. Calm. She prefers to drive at five o'clock. We usually I do. record really? at rush hour. This is You're doing um, great. I'm impressed. I'm sweating. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Wait, did we force you basically to take an Uber to rehearsal so we could drive you home? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, I could have probably gotten a, a ride from a Drew Druggy, but I, I, I was fine with it. I do it sometimes just not to have to drive. Is and Drew deal with in it. the show? He's Drew is my Mrs. Friend. Oh, okay. Drew is Mrs. Garrett, and she, he's the son of a bitch is going to steal the motherfucking show. Yeah, he's of course. a genius. He's a genius. Person. He is. I mean, he, he hits new levels as Charlotte Ray <laughs> as Mrs. Garrett. I mean, even if you think you know what Drew's going to pull, it's like, and so it's a rewrite. We're in Golden Girls, as Karen knows, we do the straight up scripts. Maybe there's a little spin on it with a maybe a wink or a nasty word. Maybe. Sure, sure. Maybe a bit of a goose. Maybe. A little we, gilding the lily here a little, there. A little carried away. <laughs> so funny. Actually, when I'm Sophia and I just run out through the audience and break the fourth wall and, <laughs> and scream that I want to die. But um, Estelle Getty used to do that too. <laughs> you sure did. So this is like Jackie Beat and Cherry Vine. Like we rewrote an episode to make it an hour and fill in all this stuff. And there's a talent show. Yes. We should do a talent. Oh, and, I can't fucking wait because. Are you coming? Yeah, oh, I, I want to go. You want? Let's go. Okay. I have I have the tickets. Oh, good. Yes, I bought my tickets the second you tweeted about it because I was you like, you told me. That's right, you told me. Yes, I was like, I'm fucking there. The, the first time you guys did Golden Girls Live, I bought tickets and then couldn't go, and I almost had a nervous breakdown because I'm like, <laughs> I don't like anything, and this is everything I like on one in one <laughs> night. Like, I have to be there for it. So Yay. I've I've seen Golden Girls Live a bunch, twice, right? okay. at least twice, if not more. I think maybe three times and I I've talked about and I'm you did on MFM yes on MFM how when everyone was singing the theme song together it like healed me in a way that Mm. at that time I needed it so bad where I was just like oh no yes everything is good and fine and we're all together singing the fucking Golden Girls theme song yeah that show when it it came up again it's on some streaming network like you can watch all of them now and and it is the it's a medicinal it is. It's it, it is the yeah, the feeling it gives me just not just nostalgic. I don't just just the colors, the sounds, yes. their voice tones. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very calming and like relaxing. You know, you know that like here comes B. Arthur and she's fucking gonna fucking set this thing up mm-hmm. and boom, there's Sophia. Yeah. Whereas whereas like a show like MASH just made me think, oh, I have to do homework and my mom's gonna start vacuuming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's how it was with Happy Days too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Why did Happy Days bum me out sometimes? Oh, it was so depressing. It made me so mad when I was little that it was like, it started out kind of being the 50s in the first couple of seasons and then it went right to like, fuck you, we're having feathered hair. She yeah. yeah. loves Chachi and yeah. everyone's got a mullet. Yeah, and... why? With popped collars? What are you guys doing? You're right. pissing on this period. Yes, completely. I mean, it used to make me mad. Well, Facts of Life, sadly, is <laughs> it needed a rewrite. It doesn't have the same. Because that's why we can do the Golden Girls now. The writing, almost all of them. Every once in a while, you'll have a little bit of like, really, writers? Yeah. But for the most part, it's tight as a drum. Yes. So, so Facts of Life, you did first? I did Facts of Life, actually, in my long career playing teenage <laughs> girls on stage and screaming in wigs. Chris, sure. Chris, some, some guys like it. Look at <laughs> <laughs> Gentleman of a straight persuasion can have an eye out for that. That's a different story for a different podcast. Anyway, we did the late 90s with, for the first time I did it, and this guy, Steve Sobel, who's a straight guy, he's a straight, hairy, very, like, butch, cute guy, played Joe. So we played up the sexual tension. That's he, hilarious. His only, like, nod to drag was clipping on a ponytail. He was just a fucking dude <laughs> in a denim cutoff vest. Yes. And then we had celebrity, like rotating celebrity Natalie's, including Jackie Beat, Julie Brown, Margaret Cho, nice. and some other folks. And then we did and another never, little... never Karen Kilgariff, who literally got called Natalie from Facts of Life for her entire adolescence. I really, how do we not do that? My That's int- weird. I think I, I don't think I had the juice at the time that I that I would have this was right this was like 97 98 the first time the second time we did it was 03 and 04 you were probably too famous by then (laughs) no I I agree I just tapped into the juice recently just as far as (laughs) confidence and being able to do things yes exactly and feeling like I should I can do things also I think for for me the Natalie wound was still too fresh to do it in 04 where I was like all my life I was just like 
Really? You're just again? I'm going to be called that. Why can't I be the, the, the girl with the, the hot with the grease stain mix fixing motorcycles? That's, What's her name? That's Joe. Jo. Yeah, that's the one that jo. T- ever Tig said she always wanted to be. Her. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, yeah, she's she's so le- well. I mean. We also play up the lesbianicness of the, but it's but it's Sherry Vines sure. playing Joe. That's so um, funny. Also, I will just argue for Natalie in one moment to say she does have like a weird. Didn't she and George Clooney when he came to be the handyman when they opened mm-hmm. that dumb store? Mm-hmm. Didn't Natalie and George Clooney have a thing? In real life? No, no, no. But on the show, it was as if like really? <laughs> probably the handyman was into. It was like this breaking the down this concept of like he could like her. Where I was sitting at home going, holy shit, it's anything's possible. <laughs> oh, maybe I didn't really watch it because I was what? an adult already. I'm old. I was like in high school and college during the facts of life years. Yeah, That's I stuck amazing. with him for a long time. Yeah, I um. But the thing is, we've all become, because we were, uh, I was in this indie movie, which Drew is one of the stars of, like, in 14 or 15, called um, You're Killing Me, with Jeffrey Self and who you know, and, like, all these, Brian Sofie's in it, Edie Patterson, um, Matthew Wilkes, and our friend Jim Hansen wrote it, and then uh, Mindy Cohn, who played Natalie, is in it, She's and so we all became friendly with Mindy, and she's come to Golden Girls and stuff, she's a delight, and she's around... And so she, but we were kind of nervous because, you know, the Natalie thing is. Yes. So we didn't want, we had to be like, it's going to be, it's raunchy, it's crazy, it's wild, it's really dirty. And, you know, she's been supportive about all of it. She's like, I love you guys and liking all this stuff on Instagram. But then I, she's not coming, though, because she said she was out of town because Drew just checked with her. Which <laughs> well, is probably and also, for the best. It's probably for the best. Also, I think. Um, it's a different, like, I think people wouldn't be able to enjoy it as much because it's, yes. it's the whole thing is everything's a send up. So like, yeah. if you knew she was there, then everyone would be like, oh, like we're, we should yeah. be respectful to her where it's like, no, it's not about that. Also in their small spaces, this happened the last run of Golden Girls in January. Three people came that were friends of ours who were pretty famous, like, you know, noticeably Name, famous. Names, names, names. names. <laughs> was, I'll tell you, it was literally in one, in the back, in the middle, Lauren Graham on one side in the corner, Sean Hayes, and then Ross Matthews on the front row, who is uh, very well known to gay people, especially from Girls Drag Race. Yeah. All friends of ours, Sean, Sean and Lauren really had never come yet, which was strange because Lauren comes to my stuff there all the time and so does Sean, but they were like, the people were like, because it's a small space, like 60 seats, 70 people, people, especially those gays down there, were like just staring because <laughs> so, they weren't really laughing, it was really odd. Like it was, looking up behind yes, them. Yes, to see oh, is, are the, is comedy legend Sean Hayes laughing and stuff like that. <laughs> yes. You know, literally staring at the it. Emmy winners to see if it's okay to react. Yeah. Oh, that's... And it always has an impact. So that's like, it's, you know, it's, that can be a thing. And it would be definitely that way if Mindy were there in the front row. Oh my God. I really to have a, I mean, it's not a rule I enforce, but I wish always that it was just strangers in every audience. <laughs> yeah. Always strangers. Always. No one that knows yeah. me. No one that's ever been in my family or naked with me. Those are entirely separate. <laughs> oh, I, no. and I for just, me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just, uh, yeah, strangers only. Yes. Dot com. And at that space, we can, re- farmers. we can really. I want farmers. Farmers only in my That are strangers. There's no farmers that you know. <laughs> Just American Gothic audience. <laughs> Pitchforks, and then they run me out of town. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, that would be so frustrating that I'd be so embarrassed of everyone staring up at Sean. Well, and also in the, it makes me think of, what was the name of when you and Drew did the one where you were... <laughs> Strong Choices. Yes. So they did a two-man show that was like half improvised called, it's Strong, called Strong Choices. Strong Choices. That's a great name. And they're two like these weirdo, like um, lifestyle guru um, life coaches. gay ex-lovers who hate each other. Who hate each other. They're, they're fighting, but, but they're also improvising the advice they're giving. It's and a it's, show menard. It's, oh, that's it's, what we're doing. We're teaching so how to funny. Like you're, you're selling a cassette tape series? We're selling, well, that we're selling a, re- a retreat up into Mecula. <laughs> sure, sure. It's, it's, 80, it's $875 a day for women. Men are much less. <laughs> it's a, a reconstituted. We saved a, a puppy mill up there, and we have like a, like a retreat and a yurt and everything. And yes. There's lots of like naked you know, healings and all kinds of bullshit. And then we heal each other, and then we bring out our tools, which is this, leg- this, this legitimate giant trash bag of wigs that I've had 
outfits since the 90s. <laughs> I've known Karen Kilgare. And we dump them out and make people pick a wig to represent their problems. And we put them on and, and like role play with them. Yes. And then then at one point, and I think you were doing, you were saying who who a person in the audience's spirit Fear animal him. is. And so he's just, they're just riffing it. And it's so hilarious because you can tell Drew and Sam as people are trying to out. Yep. Like they're trying to different direction the riff. Yeah. So one person says B Arthur and then it's like clearly Sam can't do anything in the B Arthur world. So I'm like soiled CVS receipt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like it's going like this. Uh, yeah. And at one point and I don't know why because I know you, it's not like I haven't been to a live show before. But Sam looks up at the at the row I'm in and then and just goes, Back row, the entire cast of the sandlot. <laughs> I almost had a nervous breakdown. I was laughing so fucking hard. It was, and it was like, kind of like a, you look down the row like, yep, that is that's who we are. Much. That's just yeah. who we are. It was so hilarious. Well, the new one we're going to do, because we did that so many times, we tried to get it on TV and a web series and all the shit you, you know, you clawed through <laughs> with things coming this close to happening then not. So, and then we were like, fuck it. And we've been doing our own things, but now we put it together a new one, which is called We Are Special Bitches because we came out of the Golden Girls and this, our friend Joe Tower looked at me and Drew he's like you two you two are just fucking special bitches <laughs> that's our new show so we decided Drew's the drama teacher and I'm his star student who's probably also fucking who's like this you know 45 year old gay man who thinks he can compete with like you know uh, the Hemsworth and is very bitter and angry and it's based on these people that I've known that like literally have been acting for 20 years and it's just really in class Yes, and they and they've done like a little thing here or there, and so we're gonna and we're gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna write scenes and plays and make the audience do them. Yes, that sounds. I love third week funnest. of June at Casino. I love improvised bitches. audience uh, interaction where it doesn't have to be like improv. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, or, like the way improv they do as it. I know it. Right. It's, yeah, yeah, give yeah, us yeah. this request or whatever. No, they're... Right, yeah. It's, it's structured impro. It's yes, structured, yes. but then the way you guys do it, it's just this, it's like, we're going to use you. Sure, you can try to be funny too, but yeah. it'll only bite you in the ass. Exactly. Like, that's my favorite thing, and I, and I think it also is an element of it's why I love gay, I will be specific to say gay male comedy, if not mm -hmm. drag queen comedy. It's, oh, you can try. Right. But we're going yeah. to come at Tee you. Up, bitches. Yeah, yeah. you have no idea what it's, what's about to happen to you. So, yeah, you can try to be the witty one in this audience if you want to, but it's a mistake. And that's yeah. I, I wish someone told me that a long time ago, mainly with stand-up, that I, you you will always win with a heckler. Well, one, you're amplified. I yeah. mean, all you have to do is repeat. <laughs> Uh, but but I, I still, whenever it happens, I'm like, God, I keep doing well with these hecklers. I don't know why I don't just, why didn't I ever just have the confidence and be like, go ahead and try. Try yeah. and be funny or loud. Try, try and be drunk. Karen, did you remember exactly where I live? Of course. Oh my God, because I didn't even remind you. That's amazing. <laughs> well, also because there was a, Sam was a witness to a fucking oh, shit. terrible murder what? up here. Well, I met Can the murderer. I didn't witness, you know. No, no, yeah, sorry. That, it's fine. Oh, that, that's mean. my way of saying anything is like, what's the most insane way to say this? No, because literally I had to say to the detective, what will my part be at the trial? And he was like, <laughs> you did. he's like, again, you didn't witness the murder. You <laughs> oh. met the murderer. What? How did oh, you meet the murderer? What was the murder meeting situation? I must know. Chris. I'm just going to drive around here until... Yeah. Yeah, we get you can circle from the time. top of this area. You know, you know how to do that. I think so. Just take a right, and it goes all the way around. It's adorable. Okay, awesome. Okay, so I'm going to show you some things, Chris, as we, as we do this. So this is this neighborhood I live in. Okay, it's beautiful. <laughs> and I live in the in the guest house of a of a celebrity friend who oh. we'll talk about later. Okay. <laughs> so it's right down here. Hard right, right. So you have parking then, because it's impossible. I do. Because I went to a party and I said, I'm just saying hi, because there's nowhere to park, and then I'm leaving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. We do. So this is it's here on the left. Okay. Now. Oh, beautiful. What yeah, a great place They're to redoing live. the pool. So there's like a, some construction stuff. So you see that gate? Mm-hmm. And then you see this back area that goes up to the pool and to me. Okay. Sure, sure. So, and this is um, on the left over here is where my, that's my 
my <laughs> but, but the busted up vehicle. That's my porta potty, which is another story. <laughs> another police call. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so that front, those front, that gate where those stairs are, mm-hmm. that gate was open one day. And me and, and Gio, also my best friend who Kara knows, also the known as the drag queen Roz Dresvelas. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I, I really, I really like her. Yeah, like she's her. the best. Yeah. We were watching RuPaul's, yeah. dra- RuPaul's Drag Race East Coast feed, because that's the kind of direct TV we got. Uh, <laughs> suck it, bitches. And so I looked out the window, and there was this young man on the steps, and he looked very, you could do either one, because it's just that down goes longer, so just take the okay, down one. Great. Would you say he looked frazzled? <laughs> Frazzled's one word. Frazzled. He looked. He, he, Look at he, that he, frazzled little frazzled dude. <laughs> that was he accurate. That's accurate. Mm-hmm. He looked very frazzled. His yeah, hair yeah. Was like, His hair was at loose ends. He was scruffy, duffy. He I was don't Karen. know why I've made him. Uh, Oh, shit. Mrs. Frizzled is no, the, the surfer guy that lived behind OJ. Why am I oh, not? Kato Kalen. Yeah, I know. No, in I this story, I'm the Kato Kalen. Oh, God, God. God. Sorry, I keep I wish I had that changing hair. roles. So, anyway, he starts to come up those steps. He's got a paper bag, like a Ralph's bag filled with like clothes or something, and this like briefcase thing, and he's carrying a pizza flyer. He's just like, and I, we've had this. Is a clo- this area is close enough to like the area of Hollywood that's not great that like, you know, we get we've had weirdos and vagrants drag right. by. So, um, and you can just take the right. Okay. Um, so he, um, I said, hey buddy, you gotta um, you gotta go down because because my my the window of my living room and my bedroom overlook the front stairs there. Okay, right. that's the way it's it's more like a. Like a like a it's an apartment. It's probably the, it used to be the chauffeur's quarters. It's above that one garage. Boy, where I cool. live. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Very lucky. Yes, very that's happy. Exactly where Cato would live. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so I look out and he, and he and I was like, hey, buddy. And Gio knows him. And I was like, hey, you got to get out of here. And he was like, I need something to eat. And I was like, he's like, well, that's not Gio here. Gio recognized him from previous encounters. No, no, Gio is the first person that saw him. Oh, okay, no, no, okay. We, no, he looked. He was very hey, flyer boy, pizza flyer. <laughs> well, he was like gesturing with the pizza. A flyer like that was his it's entree a to get food from us. Exactly, yeah. that's you know? a distraction. Like, no, yeah, yeah exactly. And, they, and I was like, no, no, you got to go. He was like, well, I need work or money. And I was like, there's nothing for you here. Please go away. And he was like, oh. And I was like, and I almost had to go out there. And he was like, just kind of like stomping and puffing and being like pissy about it. <laughs> I was like, no, buddy, go down now. And so I ran out and I closed the gate. He, once he got out of there, I saw him from my other living room window go to the. Um, neighbor across the street, which we passed, and there was a workman working on their gate, so he was trying to go in, the workman stopped and was talking to him, and I could just see the workman, like, shoo him off. The next morning, I get up, Gio was picking him up, picking me up to this meeting. He's not a sleepover friend. It's not like that. <laughs> I was, you um, know, I was gonna ask. Uh, yeah, no, no. How well do you know him? <laughs> <laughs> that's another story, but that's not him. So then, he, um, my sister who lives in the valley, texted me, and she's like, "There was a murder in your neighborhood." And my brother, my brother-in-law, we call him Captain Infrastructure because he's always <laughs> surveilling the perimeter and he, the perimeter, and he's always like, he knows everything. He's the one who found me the rehab to get into. He's just that guy. <laughs> his sister and brother-in-law are cops. His family's military and teachers. They are Shit. not fucking around. He's like, he holds it down. Exactly, and it's a giant, giant drunken Irish Catholic family. So love you know, it. With that. Yeah, yeah. So. So, um, who I spent a long Easter with on Sunday. Different story. Anyway, <laughs> Easter egg hunt, cash prizes. Yes! <laughs> in oh the egg? Well, there's numbers in the eggs and they all correspond. It's like the fucking lotto. Uh, so anyway, then my sister's like, there's a murder. I look. Oh, oh we can go to the murder house. I'll show okay. you the murder house. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, so then we, um, and then my, uh, my friend who owns the house... And she calls me, she was like, oh my God, one of the neighbors got murdered. So here's, turns out here's what happened. There was a guy, he was, just, yeah, just go that way again. Okay. Looking for work and pizza. <laughs> yes. So there was this, it, there were some weird details at first, cause it was, I don't know whether to say these names or not, but I'll say this. The house was owned by this famous Canadian TV personality who I had heard of. And the first thing was like, oh, I don't know. No, that's my house. No one's staying there. It's empty. The next wave came through of like, oh no, this friend of mine, this Canadian actor was staying there. And I knew he was there, but it was weird and fishy. And he was the one who this same kid 
at two in the morning. I don't know if he was hiding there or had just come in, but the guy got home at 2 a.m. in the morning, loud music playing, and this guy beat him to death with a small sledgehammer. Oh, wow. And then the thing was like, he, so then there was like, on the community bulletin board, there was all this, and you can just go up the thing this time. Okay. Um, on the community bulletin board, my friend who owns the house is telling me like, here's the description of the guy that, that was fleeing the suspect. And I was like, that is exactly the guy I saw last night. Wow. So down to the pizza flyer. <laughs> that was lost in the blood. But they, Christopher. Oh God. It's Mr. Just, pizza man. Hey, I'm looking for work and pizza hammer to your head. But so, so this guy was like the guy, he was just staying in his friend's house. And because that's the whole thing is like he, so what you want to do here is take this hard right, right here. Okay. Yeah. Down. Great. Um, and she yeah, it's did the classic ooh. yank the dog and <laughs> throw it over the. Yeah. I can't I believe know. that people don't get their dogs run over up here. People are always walking in the middle with their dogs, yeah. ear pods in. Yeah, yeah, with the dog 15 feet away from them. Yeah. And then, so then, uh, this, we, I, it was immediately I had, I called the cops to talk to me. I was working on this, some friend's fucking web series, like, Every weekend that September, it was in September. And then I was working on that show, The Mick, and like- That show was so funny, oh I wish God, that it was. It yeah. was so much fun. Do you know Brian Keith Etheridge? Mm -mm. He was a writer on it, he's funny. Oh, I know him. He's my friend. Oh, okay, cool. Um, the end. It was, It was. I, that should last longer, it was so yeah, much fun. Yeah, 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 great. I don't understand. Oh, I thought you meant Chris's story. So, <laughs> so then I'm gonna point it to, it's, it's like, there are these steps right there. Ooh, pretty. And I think it was, a little bit further down here. It was either this one or the one up behind it on the steps. Wow. Oh, the, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So, so the access is from the steps, yeah. basically. Yeah, wow. because Which you can is, go from those steps all the way up to the street that we were up above. Because on. you said Canadian actor, I think it was that house, and I think I had a friend that watches that house sometimes, and now I'm going to ask him about this murder situation. Do, yeah, can yeah, I well, go yes, yeah. you left. That's bring us up and around. so scary. What's so one different move that you could have made? Yes. You could have been the next. Well, that was the whole thing, and the nanny was upstairs, and the, the, the couple, and, the, and they have two kids that live there in, in my place, our, their Did place. Did he look like a, someone capable of murder? You can just no, never tell. No, he didn't. He looked, he was a young, skinny kid. He didn't even, he looked like kind of a teenager. So he escaped, and then that same, he somehow got to either Arizona or Vegas, because the, they had to wait to extradite him from there. So that same week, once I talked to the detectives, which... Let me tell you something. Yeah, no. Oh my God. You don't even have to tell you, me. You, Karen? No, I know. It's it's one of those guys that you and me both would just <laughs> claw our shirts off and climb like a tree. <laughs> you, you know that one time there was a shooting in my neighborhood and there were cops. Oh, you're bourbon. talking hot cops? Yes. In code yes. around me? Hey. <laughs> uh, Sorry. This detective, I know his name, I have his card. But we were, to, I think we muscles. talked about this because Silver. my doorbell rang, Lieutenant I opened the Silver door muscles. and it's yeah. a guy in a suit with a big watch mm -hmm. yeah. and, and yeah. slicked back hair. And yes. I was just like, immediately like grabbed my robe, like, <laughs> and it's just like some dude that's like, yeah, people are killing people and I'm here to take care of business. We were just like, holy Maybe shit. Maybe you guys just like people, guys that work for the city. What if it yeah. was a municipal? Well, I mean, I'm not afraid of any of that. <laughs> so, I love a steady paycheck and social security. Yeah, yeah. the and great he was retirement. So like, oh my God. He, so my first meeting with him is this is how stupid I am. I had a table read at Fox for this show, for the Mick, and they, where I was playing Stephen, believe it or not, a bitchy, waspy, 50-year-old gossip columnist who had the goods on Caitlin Olsen. Um, God, I think I saw that. It was an offer. It was yeah. an, oh, hi, how are you? Yes, offer. no audition, offer only? Oh, it was crazy. It was oh, a miracle. Yeah. So anyway, then... Um, the the because that was like I booked the job and then they were like the detective said I need to see you like now basically to question you about this <laughs> Shit. and I said at ease sergeant <laughs> exactly well this is how like I was so dumb and he, what's the word like not vain but you'll you'll know the word after I tell the story I say to him 
I said, you know what? I actually have this job at Fox, and it's a table read, and um, I I don't know if I can get you on the lot with the <laughs> with the drive on. And he said, uh, I have a pass that gets me onto every lot in town. And then he showed you his badge. badge. Basically, oh, that's ex- he didn't say that because it was over the phone, but that's <laughs> what he meant. And yes. my pants dropped off. Yeah. Wow. And then my <laughs> put that on my, my desk in the morning. Was <laughs> but then I you're certainly welcome onto this lot, Sergeant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Sandlot, it's my Samlot. <laughs> but then I was like, I don't, because he was like, I'll meet you there at the at the lot. I was like, I don't want to go to, to this table read where I got a job offer with a homicide detective. I thought that might look bad. <laughs> or do you? No, you got to go with something to make it your character. I no, should've. it looks the fucking coolest. I should bring I a homicide so. detective with me to every audition <laughs> and get all the cat food commercials. <laughs> <laughs> so then he said, where can, oh my God, Karen, I felt so glamorous and like in a TV show. He yes. was like, well, I was like, you know, can I meet you half somewhere over near there? He was like, meet me at Roxbury Park. He's like, park in the red next to my charger. And um, <laughs> he had a Dodge Charger. My Dodge Charger. And, um, what a cop. And so I just, and that's what I did. And I immediately, as soon as I pulled up, I was like, holy shit, because I hadn't seen him. And I tr- I was going to sneak, try to sneak a picture of him. And I'm like, that has to be illegal. <laughs> and so then I had to look at all these mug shots. And immediately I was like, and they're not indifferent they have a folder, they take a statement, you, they write down your statement, they record your statement, and then they have the six pictures on the same piece of paper. It's mm-hmm. not like six different ones. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely him. And he was, and they're like, disregard earrings, jewelry, hair color, beard, facial flyers, hats, yeah. Yeah, pizza flyers, golfing <laughs> hammers. Yeah. And I said, absolutely him. Yes, absolutely him. And did they ultimately catch him? They caught him. Good. They had. To, they knew it was him. They had to wait till he got extradited back, or whatever it's called. Ex- from, yeah, yeah. From and it's then, Vegas, not Belize. <laughs> it was literally long it? enough that get this. So when we first saw the murderer, we were sitting down to watch, watch RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars, and a whole other cycle had started. Because literally, we and I had to talk to the cops a couple times between that. Literally, me and Gio were sitting down in my house to watch RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars. I guess season three or four, and they knocked on the door. They didn't call or text or anything. <laughs> And I opened the door and it's this detective and his partner. And I was like, thank God, back in the days when I was, Stephen, when I was high all the time or drunk off my ass. Yeah, right, right, right. For real. Yeah, like yeah, off yeah. my ass, in my underpants. Yeah. Like, and I was yes. like, oh, officer, it's so funny because this is my same friend here that was here when the murder happened and we're watching the same exact <laughs> Isn't show. Isn't that funny? Do you guys have a sense of humor about this? Please yeah. tell me you do. Did I make it clear I'm gay and I'll do anything to pleasure you? So that's then they sat there and the funny thing I can say all this right yeah so anyway the, <laughs> I mean I'd that say was yeah. one time and then they were telling me um forget that time we just oh that was he's like it's called trial prep we're here just to make sure basically that you're not a fucking liar <laughs> and it was literally like does a year this look later like the home of a liar <laughs> does it this yeah. glamour does this look like the garage apartment of a liar <laughs> this, this house gets me into your badge I know that doesn't make sense <laughs> so he, I was like here's the window here's where he was here's the gate here's where he was going here's where I saw him oh they walked through everything thank god the house was clean yeah <laughs> yes. oh god it was yeah. just because it's a surprise surprise visit because of course it's a surprise visit yes because if they walk in and I'm like haha I'm on acid I see monkeys crawling across my pizzas you know you get a dirty house misdemeanor <laughs> are you in a gingerbread I'm gonna bite you oh god or whatever and it seemed a little too on the nose where I was literally this is my friend who was here we're watching the same tv show yeah and oh. so then I had to meet him again like um he called and we met him again like a few months later because at that point, at the surprise house visit, he was like, "You may have to, um, you may have to testify at the trial, and you may not. It may not go to trial. You know, all the things that can happen. He may just be uh, straight up guilty." And and then the next time he came to visit me with his other partner, they were at the end of their shift and they wouldn't leave. And the and I had a lot of fantasies about that. Yeah. Really? Like, <laughs> but the partner wasn't hot. But the partner was just like. Here's the other thing. I guess in I what way were this. they not leaving? Like so, uh, they were just they were just tucked in the chairs, the kitchen, and huh? we kept talking. They made me look at another set of mug shots, and this is interesting for the my favorite murder 
gang. Yes. He was like, look at these headshots in black and white. And he was like, and I was like, which one is it? And I was like, it was a different set. I'm sorry. And I was like, I cannot pick him out. I said, he's like, a, within a shadow of a doubt, could you do it? I'm like, I was like, that was a year and a half ago or whatever it was. I cannot do that. He showed me a video of the guy, the same killer on someone's Nest camera down the street the sure. day before. And the kid looks so much cleaner. Mm. It's like he must have had a rough night the night before. Yeah. And my important thing was, I said, officer, is he psychopath? Is he like a straight up psycho? And he's like, he's not insane. He just is a bad person who did a really bad thing. Oh, wow. And, and I said, that's when, worse. Yes, it is worse. It's, it's scarier. Worse. Yeah. Exactly. It's not one of these like, you know, like full on like terrible child. Who knows what his childhood is? But he like, yeah. he chose to do this. It wasn't yes. voices telling. It's not something, you know. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't hallucinating. He didn't think the government was coming exactly. for me. He was like, I'm going to get caught because I broke into this place. I so this guy I has already to own this sledgehammer. Completely. Right. Or no, he found it there, I guess. Oh, or maybe wow. it was in the bag. Did he? So the guy was like, you know, I guess there was no trial. And um, it, it, the thing that freaked me out was like how I could not, I, I thought I had him tattooed in my brain, the murderer. And then when I looked at this other set of different pictures and they recorded all that. And then he did this after he turned the, the recorder off. He was like, you didn't pick the right guy. Oh, that wow. Not the one. I was like, holy shit. That was shit. what He's I was like, afraid. Yeah. So he uh, he wow. said, that's just a kind of a lesson about does it memory. Make you, what, does it make you think more about when people are accused, yes. falsely accused? Of or course. Like how, how that actually can happen? Absolutely. I know that was him because striped shirts. Yeah. Who, why would the other person also have a striped shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It was all that stuff. That's and so, so scary. nothing came of it, you know. Oh, but then they were talking about... Did he go to jail, though? The, the um, I, I hope he did. I, yeah. I, I keep wondering, like, should I check in? I could probably ask the detective. I still have his card. He'll come right over, apparently. Yeah, mm -hmm. hang out. I'll bring friends. And then leap out of a cake. <laughs> but, but he was like, when they were like, um, trying to make the, that, the last time I saw them, which was not a surprise, because I was like, you know, I'm an actor, so I don't know what's going to happen. And I, you know, I could have an audition and not be there. I was probably also just trying to like you know pretend I was famous in front of them yeah yeah and then when they got there he was like the, the partner who was older and scruffier and not as hot he was all like mm, that's what I say to this one the actor's life huh and and I was like oh are you an actor to the hot one he was like I have a sad card Oh, that's great. <laughs> I can't I keep it right under my badge. And so they were kind of like, and then the other guy told me this long story about the movies he'd worked on and like being an extra cop on things and then working the, you know how they had the motorcycle cops. Oh, God. Yeah, it's yeah, much, yeah. I, I thought after being in a car wreck and not getting the cops to come, they won't come unless you say, okay, okay, my bone is sticking out and there's a guy with a gun. Then they'll show up. Or you just have to have a film shoot. Right, which you means... Can get it, that makes you pay twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, I, exactly. I got caught in a in a car accident. Oh, it's also on the set of an independent film. Will you now come? <laughs> yes, we'd love so to block traffic at the for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't give me still. You know how I'm all. <laughs> oh. Keep, once oh. we talk about cops, <laughs> you're hitting me. Why? Sorry. Put down your sledgehammer. <laughs> I I, I mean, can't stop thinking about Peter Gabriel. Sam told me that story after it happened. He was just like, I have to tell you the story. Like, remember, that's when we went to that weird restaurant that was like strangely abandoned. Oh my God, that was weird. This and that bartender. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I will tell them things. I will tell them. Once yes. we're not recording, I'll tell you the whole story. <laughs> uh, well, I think we're here. I yeah, yeah. yeah. This was, Sam, why oh haven't we had you on before and will you please do it again? I would love to. And also, Karen, what I still haven't told you, and I, every week I'm like, I need to write this email to this cutie back here <laughs> is the one about being on my family's farm in the Indian village that got churned up in the flood and finding the bones. What? Of, of an Indian village? Yeah. This whole freaking burial ground that your that's family's a, house is built on that's the a poltergeist the that's family the, farm that's well, the that's, poltergeist yeah yes and we said Synopsis. at the time and this is an 85 and we said oh my god mama we were like oh my god we're cursed and my mother kept saying the flood it was the curse you got rid of the tombstones but you didn't get rid of the bodies did you exactly. yeah just move the tombstones <laughs> yes but it was like they did a whole art uh, that's for another time okay this oh, has wow. been a pure pleasure i'm scared right now <laughs> you should be you should be very there's I, you should be all the time I see I'm making my potty? apartment nice because no one's gonna. Although while I was gone, someone tried to break into my garage with a hacksaw. Really? Yeah, but shit. holy shit! They didn't get in though. Oh, good. Good, because I took some the necessary about a plate cover. 
I like to end the podcast real <laughs> on a safety. On an, on an up, yeah. yeah, yeah. On a plate I will cover plug. see you this weekend. For sure. Okay. Um, Friday night. It's the opening night. Okay. Yes. Eight or t- should we not say so you're, yeah, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> just like, oh, this will be, this will come out after, so it doesn't matter, right? I don't even know. Okay. It's the only Monday. Steven knows. Monday. Okay, good, good, yeah, good. Yeah. Then I'll see you then. Okay, I'm awesome. Not anything away. Love it. Chris, it's a delight. I love it. Yeah, you're back. the best. I thoroughly enjoy this podcast so much. I, I will announce that I actively asked to be on it. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. But you did it. The timing was majestic was because the three of us get into these text threads of, hey, we have to record. Like, Stephen goes, hey, you know, this is the day that the next one goes up, so we have to figure something out. Then it takes 20 minutes for all of us to be like, I'm here this day, I'm here that day. Because it has to be three of you. That's a nightmare. And in the middle of all that, Chris goes, I'll, I'll like, drum up someone to, to get mm-hmm. a guest. And you text Hey, can I be on? I oh, swear right to then? God, yes, oh, wow. during it. And I was just like, wow. I got this solved. It was mad. It was This teaches meant me to, be. to listen to my intuition where I'm like, do it when you think of it, do it now because it's something in the air. Yes, or the yeah. there's a reason. Yeah, you, it's, d- it's, you tapped in. That same kind of intuition that get, keeps you from getting murdered. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cut to tomorrow. <laughs> no. No, never. <laughs> uh, thanks, Sam. Thank you, guys. I'll see you all soon. Tell, I'll take my left. Yeah, Tell the sweet go. baby angel Dax shape. Can I say his last name? Dax Schaefer. Dax Schaefer, yeah. He's a delight. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay. Okay. Bye. Love you. That was a legit drop off. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever done that. We stuck to the real theme. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'd like, and we don't have to next time. It's just a reminder that we had a theme in the beginning and we occasionally stick to it. Maybe we'll go to the airport again one day, although (laughs) I hope not. I, I hope not too. Oh, it was For good real. to see you both. Um, you too. Do you have anything coming up? I, I don't. I have some pluggy type things. Do it. Plug it up. Uh, I'm gonna be in Bend, Oregon, Oregon, on May 9th, and Boise, Idaho, on May 10th, and then I'm in uh, Winnipeg at Rumors, May 14th through the 18th. Awesome. I should tell my mom to go see you, Chris, because she lives in Bend. Oh, that's terrific. Bend, I used to, I have such a youthful love relationship with that. I used to go there just to do nothing but snowboard, and and it was... It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. That included eating. I, like, just would snowboard every day and then eat crackers in the lodge. I don't know how I lived. (laughs) Also, sheer will malt liquor. But that's all I have to, yeah. That's awesome. Everybody go see Chris do live comedy. Support him. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't think, I think all of my things are... Uh, when do you go to this Clusterfest situation? That's in June. And then our show for Clusterfest is Sunday. So okay, I'm going cool, up cool. Sunday. Well, enjoy that. <laughs> but, and anyone, I'm sure there's still tickets available for Clusterfest, which is a music and comedy festival. I'm sure other things too. In San Francisco, it is the... June 21st through the 23rd. Steven, Fun. thank you. And, yeah, Clutch. And, and you, Clutch. Well, is on, <laughs> on Sunday. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Perfect. Well. (laughs) (laughs) This has been yet another captivating episode. Edition of. Do you need a ride? D-Y-N. I'm doing your line. It's okay. I don't even know what to do. (laughs) It's okay. D-Y-N. A-R. You can honk right now. We're in traffic. No, because it looks like I'm honking at people. (laughs) That's how you get killed in this town. Honk, honk. No, it's one of the only places you can just honk okay. and it doesn't mean... Yay! Yeah, 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 we did it! <laughs> this has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.